0: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You, give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass taking the five loaves and the two fish he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces 12 baskets full and those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Let us pray may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you O Lord our rock and our Redeemer amen I have been preaching on Paul's letter to the Romans for most of the summer so I want to take a minute now to reorient ourselves to the gospel narrative that leads up to today's reading from Matthew Jesus has been traveling and teaching both with his disciples and with great crowds. He has been teaching in stories or parables about the kingdom of heaven, comparing it to a mustard seed, seeds sown in different soils, a field where both weed and wheat grow, and then to yeast mixed into unleavened dough, a hidden treasure, a pearl of great value, and a fisherman's net filled with fish of every kind. And while he has been teaching, his cousin John has been imprisoned by Herod. And now word has come to Jesus that John has been executed beheaded, and is dead. That is where we are when we enter today's text, which has Jesus going off to a deserted place by himself. You can probably recall a time when you heard the news of the death of someone you loved and recall the emotional and physical exhaustion that accompanies grief. That is where Jesus is when we encounter him in this text. And yet, when Jesus saw the crowds following him, he didn't send them away. Instead, Matthew says he had compassion for them, and he cured their sick. Maybe Jesus recognized that they weren't trying to be a nuisance or just tagging along because they could. They were hungry for healing and for food. And those hungers were worth the risk of being identified as followers of Jesus, whose coming had been proclaimed by his cousin, who had now been killed by the state. We don't experience the kind of persecution that Christians experienced in the first century, so it's easy for us to underestimate the cost of following Jesus. In the hills and valleys of Israel, his followers would have been exposed and visible, but their desire to draw near to Jesus and satisfy their hungers was greater than than any fear they may have had about being singled out as a follower of the King of the Jews or being seen by Roman soldiers as traitors to the empire. While the historical context of this passage is important, often a sermon will focus on the wondrous multiplication of loaves and fish that made it possible to feed Thousands of people. But what stood out to me in this morning's gospel wasn't the feeding of the crowds or even the earlier healings, as miraculous as those events were. What stood out to me was Jesus' instructions to his disciples. The disciples had noticed the time and knew it would soon be supper time, people would be hungry. And they didn't have enough to satisfy the crowd. So they went to Jesus, and telling him about their meager fish and loaves of bread, they suggested he send the people away, that they might find provisions for themselves. They weren't being callous, just practical. And perhaps they were protective of Jesus. Do you remember how the day had begun with news of his cousin's brutal death? If he had sent the crowds away, do you really think anyone would have said he hadn't done enough? But he didn't send them away. Instead, looking at the meager loaves and fish, Jesus tells the disciples, Bring them here to me. And he blesses them. And he breaks them and gives them out to all who hunger. And they were satisfied. There is a church in Israel where it's believed this story happened. And in that church, there's a mosaic that has an image of two fish and a basket with four loaves in it. And when a visitor asked where the fifth loaf was, the reply was, on the altar of every church across the world. Discipleship is never centered on us as disciples or what we can do. Following Jesus is always about what God is doing. God is always the actor. And God is always bigger than we can imagine or understand. The good news is that we are invited to bring all of our broken bits and pieces to the altar, to God. Bring them to me. The broken relationships. Bring them to me the disappointments, and half-finished projects and forgotten promises. Bring them to me. The hurts we have caused others or inflicted on ourselves. Bring them to me. The fears, the insecurities, and the grief. Bring them to me God doesn't care how meager these bits and pieces seem or how little value you think they have bring them to God and ask God to use them for God's kingdom and wait expectantly for what God will do out of these broken bits and pieces God fashions us into God's people and puts us to work in God's kingdom, in the kingdom of heaven, where God not only fills empty, rumbling tummies, but satisfies the hungers in our lives for a Savior, a Redeemer, and Lord. Thanks be to God.